0: morning amen Amen. Amen. all right before we get into the passage that we are looking at in the Sunday morning service I'd like you to notice the theme for the revival the theme is called it's time it's time and so I'd like you to notice the verses and brother Dustin's getting that all ready for us that's the Sunday school message there we go oh that was fast There we go. It's time. I want you to notice the verses in Romans chapter 13 before we turn to our passage. And so, Brother Dustin, if you would, the verse in Romans 13, it says this, as he goes to the next slide there. I'd like you to look at these words with me. It says, And that knowing the time, and this is referring to us right now, knowing what time it is spiritually, and that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. And we're dealing with a spiritual sleep, and we're going to talk more about this in the afternoon service. It says at the end of verse 11, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. And let me explain something there in verse 11. And that is the difference of that word salvation to the word believed. Because oftentimes we talk about the day that we got saved. And if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can look back to a day where you chose to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. For me, it was when I was five years old, and I was hearing the Sunday school messages and hearing the messages that the pastor would preach. And one evening, I really started dwelling on the fact of what would happen after I died. And i heard so much about it growing up from God's Word and other people talking about it. And I just could not get the thought of what would happen to me when I died out of my head. And so I talked to my mom and dad about what the Bible has to say about salvation. And they showed me once again that Jesus is the only way to heaven. And that evening I believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and I was saved. That was the day that I believed. At the end of this verse, when it says, For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed, we understand, according to the Scriptures, that one day Christ is coming again. And there's a lot that that involves in the Scriptures. But He is going to take us home and as we consider the understanding of being rescued for in an eternity, and as we dwell on a question, Have you believed? Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? That then leads us to verse 12, Dustin. The night is far spent, the day is at hand, and as believers, let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. This morning, I would like you to turn to Luke 16 with me, as our theme verse is dealing with a believer, a believer who knows that they are saved. We must challenge the person who doesn't know Jesus Christ. We must challenge them with this thought and title, It's time to believe in Jesus. It's time to believe in Jesus. In Luke 16, I would like you to notice what it says, picking up in verse 19 with a story that Jesus is delivering. Jesus' words in verse 19, There was a certain man which was clothed in purple and fine linen, and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table, moreover the dogs came and licked his sores. In verse 22, the Bible says it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeing Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, "'Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame.'" Jesus is not teaching the rich go to hell and the poor go to heaven. He is rather teaching that throughout the Bible, you see this as well, that people trust in something other than the way that God has created to bring them to heaven. And maybe it's the trusting of riches or the trusting of good works And as Jesus is dealing with this particular topic, He is going to show us at the end of this, that when we believe the Word of the Lord, that Jesus Christ is our Savior, that is when we know that we have everlasting life, and one day we will spend eternity in heaven. And so the title this morning is, It's Time to Believe in Jesus Christ. It's a very heavy topic in the Scriptures. This is a topic that especially those who don't know the Bible and don't go to church, they don't want to hear. But it's such a serious topic because it deals with the individual's need of the Savior, Jesus Christ. So let's pray and let's ask God to allow us to hear His Word and be encouraged. Lord, as we bow before You, it may be that there's somebody listening online or somebody in our presence that does not know that they have the need to believe on Jesus Christ for salvation. I pray that today they would be awakened to this great need that they have spiritually. I pray that they would understand the words of Christ, that it would hit home, and that you would show them the reality of life eternally through you. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I've got to say something very quickly as we begin, and that is, I am not trying to make somebody who is saved feel that they are lost. I want you to know that throughout the rest of your life, you are going to learn different points about salvation that make you say, wow, you're going to hear different messages of different dynamices that challenge someone to receive Jesus as their Savior. That may not mean that you're lost, having professed to be saved. That just may mean there's a revelation. This thing of salvation is so much bigger than we can even comprehend. But today, if you know that you have not believed in Jesus Christ, today is the day to hear the words of life and be saved. When I was working at Dairy Queen, I oftentimes call it, I, I was an ice cream engineer, stacking the ice cream on the cones and mixing up those blizzards. I had a young man who worked with me who is also a supervisor who was my friend and he was in training with me to become a United States Marine. And there was a particular day in our life that we decided we were going to train by taking a long bike ride on the Rock Island Trail together. Now this man, my friend James, had told me that he was saved. And so as we're riding on the trail, heading on a big 20 20 mile bike ride, we came across a lady on the trail who was resting on a bench And do you know what it's like when the Lord has you stop and talk to somebody about Jesus? This was one of those moments, and I drove past her on my bike and just couldn't help what God was leading me to do. So I stopped and I got off my bike and I talked to the lady about Jesus. Have you ever had a moment where you've talked to somebody about Jesus and they did not want to hear what it was that you had to say? That was this lady as well. I was kind of discouraged at that moment, and we got back on our bikes and finished our ride, and I went to work that night at Dairy Queen. My friend James went home. We were about to close the store at Dairy Queen about 10, 10.30 at night, and as I'm shutting off lights, James, my friend, walks back into Dairy Queen. And looking like a little lonely puppy, he starts walking around the foyer, the entryway of Dairy Queen. And he starts sweeping and he starts mopping as he had put some chairs on top of the dining room tables. He's not even on the clock, but he's here helping me out. And as everybody else that worked with me left that evening, it was just James and me and Dairy Queen. And as everyone else left, James looked at me and said, Justin, can I talk with you for a second? I said, absolutely. And we pulled down a couple chairs and sat there in the dining room, most of the lights off except for the menu board. And as we're sitting there in Dairy Queen, James looks at me and said, Justin, I know that I told you before that I knew what it meant to be saved. But on the Rock Island Trail today, as I heard you just talk about the Lord and give a couple verses from the Bible, I knew that I did not know what it meant to be saved. Justin, can I know what it means to be saved? And that evening in Dairy Queen, it became a birthing room spiritually as James trusted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. So this morning, I want you to have the boldness and have the courage to understand if maybe you've had some contrary beliefs to what the truth is. The truth is what makes you free. And as you learn from the truth, you will see that Jesus Christ is the only way to God. And this just is not American, American culture, religion. This is something for the entire world. As God so loved His Son that He gave Him to die on the cross for our salvation. I want you to notice the first point. It's time to let go of whatever is keeping you from believing. This is the whole reason why Jesus is giving this story. As it says in Luke 16, verse 19, where we pick up, "...there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen, and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which laid at his gate full of sores." Now we read the verses already that painted the picture for us of a man who had everything this life could offer and then another man who was a beggar and poor and just wanted another crumb from off the rich man's table. I have need in this life. But as we read in the Scriptures, there was a different eternal destination for the rich man than there was for the beggar. And again, Jesus is not saying that the rich go to hell and the poor go to heaven. Jesus is ultimately getting to, they need to hear the word of the Lord and receive what the scriptures have to say, and we'll get to that. Jesus is dealing with a man who has everything. And the everything is keeping him from hearing the word of the Lord. Maybe it's riches in your life and the prosperity of what you have that makes you say, I have need of nothing. It would be my prayer that you would recognize that even in your prosperity, there is one that you need and that is Jesus Christ. Because your riches will not profit you in the day of judgment. Maybe there is something keeping you from believing Jesus today. Like a season of sickness or a situation that is not good. Something that has caused you to put a wall up to spiritual things and you won't hear from God. Because look at what God has done to you. Man, as you study the Scriptures, you begin to read that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. And that somehow, some way, in all of the wickedness, and in everything bad that is going on, there's an opportunity for you to hear that Jesus Christ loves you so much, regardless of what you are facing. And you can believe upon Jesus and be saved. So number one, it's time to let go of whatever is keeping you from believing. Number two, it's time to realize the certainty of death. Notice what it says in Luke 16. I'm picking up in verse 22. And it came to pass that the beggar died. Can I pause right there and say that in every one of our lives, it will come to pass that we will depart from this life to the next. And according to the teaching of the Scripture, there are two destinations. As we look at this particular passage, Jesus divides them into those two, as it talks about the torments of hell and Abraham's bosom in those days. As it's talking about the realization of the certainty of death, have you ever been shocked to hear the news of somebody passing prematurely, as we would call it. I was boarding a plane in Kenai, Alaska this past January. At the time, I had a young man in my life, seven years younger. He was in promotions at Pensacola Christian College. This young man would reach out to me every single week. Hey, Justin, how have your workouts been? Hey, Justin, how's your walk with God? Hey, hey, Justin, I want you to know that I'm praying for your next meeting coming up. His name was Kyle as Kyle would reach out to me, just turning 30 years old, just getting married in December of 2022. We're born in a plane in Kenai, Alaska, and Rachel was on Facebook and said, Justin, Kyle died. 30 years old, not even been married a month, in good shape. He died. And I've had relatives pass away. And as a pastor, I've been through many funeral services and conducted them. But I tell you what, this was one of those times where it hit me. Life is short. I've said it so many times. I've preached it so many times. But I'm not going to get that weekly encouragement from Kyle anymore. It's not going to come. Now, thankfully, Kyle had professed Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Thankfully, it was a rejoicing situation in that no longer was He here, but He is there. He is experiencing life more abundantly than we could ever fathom or imagine. But right now, our hearts down here are in sorrow without Him. And maybe you're going through a situation today where the certainty of death has swept your soul and overwhelmed you because someone so precious has been taken from you, Isn't it good to know when that precious someone has departed that they have believed in Jesus Christ? There is a hope that you have that one of these days there will be a great reunion in heaven. But what about the person who doesn't know the Lord? What about the person who has not chosen to believe on Jesus Christ? That person sadly but sincerely is like the rich man in this passage. It says in verse 22 that it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lift up his eyes being in torments and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. The certainty of death. I remind you of other verses in the Bible like it says in James. What is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanisheth away. Life is short. In this life, have you met Jesus Christ? In this life have you chosen to believe upon Him, for the one who believes has everlasting life. As a believer, do you live for the glory of God? He is worthy. And that knowing the time that now is at high time, for your salvation is nearer than when you believed, hey, it's time to cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Death is certain aside from Christ coming again. And as death is certain, are we prepared for death? And I'm not talking about having life insurance. I'm not talking about making sure your family is cared for after you leave. All good things, all good things. I'm talking about do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Number three in the message from the passage it's time to realize the torments of hell. Notice the agonies as it reads in verse 23. And in hell he lift up his eyes, be it in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. Verse 24. He cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Guys, I'm a big snowboarder. Skied for a lot of my life. And we would get shirts up in Winter Park, Colorado. And there were some shirts that were screen printed with this statement. When hell freezes over, I'll ski that too. But I'm telling you, my dear friend, a believer who knows the truth of God's word is not joking about the eternity of hell. Somebody who understands the sincerity of what is to come does not joke about this eternal damnation as the Bible speaks to it. And you can rest assured, it did not matter at this point what the rich man believed prior to death. He believes more than ever about the torments and the reality of hell as he is experiencing them. Could you imagine this moment It says in verse 23, In hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments. It doesn't describe all of the torments, but notice at the end of verse 23, he sees Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. He cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. In verse 25, but Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. You say, Justin, what's the difference between hell and heaven? Well, according to the scriptures, in a very simple definition, in hell there are torments, in heaven there is comfort. And at that time, that destination, Abraham's bosom. In the scriptures, we see the references of heaven above and things like that. We don't know all things about such things. But we do know there is a difference between heaven and hell. And one of them being torments. And the other one being comfort. And Abraham, as he is speaking to the rich man in torments, it doesn't matter how nice Abraham is. It doesn't matter how righteous Abraham was when he walked this earth. It doesn't matter his position at this moment in eternity. He, Abraham, could not change the destination that the rich man finds himself in. As we pass from this life to the next, the great question is, have you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ? It's time to realize the torments of hell. Number four, it's time to realize that one day it'll be too late to cry out for salvation. Notice what it says in verse 26. Sincerely consider, and beside all this, Abraham says, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you Cannot, neither can they pass to us that they would come from thence. There is an erroneous doctrine out there that speaks to this. When someone passes away, they will go to this holding place. And at this holding place, it will then be determined as to whether or not they go to hell or go to heaven. My dear friends, that's not what the Bible teaches. There's no point in praying for somebody after they die that they would go from hell to heaven because it's impossible that that would take place. Right, right here, here's the story. Abraham is being talked to by the rich man. I'm in hell. I'm in torments. Abraham, I want to be able to be comforted by Lazarus. Send him that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. And Abraham says, let me teach you some doctrine, some truth. Let me share with you what cannot happen. Nobody can go either direction. Nobody can transfer from one to the other. You have made your decision in this life, and now you face eternal torment, and he eternally comfort as you begin to understand the time. The time is now. It's time to realize that one day it'll be too late to cry for salvation. I have a a story that the last revival I was at, there was a man who wanted me to share the story of his son with you, and I'll share that, but first I got to share a story with you of a missionary friend of mine. missionary friend that we went to India with he is saved, he's starting churches, the Lord is using him in India. If he were here, he would share his testimony. He would say, guys, when I was a teenager, I heard about the gospel. I grew up in the Bible Belt. I grew up in Alabama. And I said this, I'm going to live however I want to, do whatever I want to. And right before I die, I'll believe in Jesus Christ. He said, my dad and I got in a knockdown, drag-out fight. And a blow came across my neck. And I can't remember if it was by the fist of his father or by what this young teenager, this teenage boy, hit when he fell. He went unconscious, ended up in the hospital right away. And when he awoke, he says in his testimony that the first thing and the only thing he thought when he blacked out, right before he blacked out, Was not Lord save me, it was simply I don't want to die. He had enough time to even think that some aren't so fortunate. There was another young man at his school who was called to be a preacher. That preacher had spoken with this teenager I'm referring to many times you need to believe on Jesus, don't put Jesus off. When that young man entered into the hospital, the first person other than family that visited the teenager who almost died was his preacher friend. Are you ready now? And right there in that hospital bed, that teenager believed on Jesus Christ. God gave him mercy. God gave him a second chance. God gave him opportunity to believe. And there are plenty of other stories out there where people are given opportunity, but they reject it again and reject it again. I tell you that story to say, when I gave that story in Arizona, a man waited around after the service named Stan, older man. Justin, come here. I got to tell you something. And I want you to share it with people as you go, especially young people who think they're invincible. Because Stan said, I remember what it was like to think I was invincible. He said, my son, Michael, he was called into the military. He became a, 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 a pilot of a fighter jet. He was saved. But he said, Justin, you're not guaranteed your next breath. He said, my son was flying his fighter jet uh, in enemy territory, and he did not even have time to hit the microphone button, is what Stan said. They told him he couldn't even call out to say, I need help, I'm being attacked, or however his verbiage would have been. He simply was shot at, and without an understanding of what was happening, His life was gone. Stan said, tell people about my son. My son who knew Jesus. But my son whose life was taken at 38 years old. Just like that. Without a time to respond to what was about to happen. No record on any microphone of what was going to take place. But just the evidence of the plane that was no more. But found a little bit in the water. And I want to remind you that you aren't guaranteed tomorrow it's not a fear tactic it's a reality we ought to understand the brevity of life how short it is and how important it is to consider Christ before it's too late now I know that there's some delicious food coming my stomach's gnawing on its backbone too I'm looking forward to enjoying what many of you have made. And thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to make this food. But this last point as well is so important to consider. And it's point five. It's time to realize the importance of hearing God's Word for salvation. There's a verse in Romans 10.17 that says, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Have you heard what God's Word has to say about Jesus? Here in Luke 16, notice what it says in verse 27. Then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, Father Abraham, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. So, say, so get this okay, Lazarus, he can't dip the tip of his finger in water and go to hell and comfort the rich man. So, the rich man has a new idea if Lazarus can't come to me, Abraham. Can you let Lazarus rise from the dead? And can you send Lazarus to my father's house? Because I've got some brethren who are still alive. And if Lazarus goes to them having rose from the dead, surely they're going to believe in the reality of hell and the reality of heaven. Notice the dialogue in verse 27 then he said i pray thee therefore father that thou wouldest send them to my father's house for i have five brethren that he may testify unto them lest they also come into this place of torment he's saying hey let Lazarus go and say guys there's a place of comfort there's a place of torment i know who's in the place of torment it's one of your family members he cried out for a drop of water, but we can't pass back and forth. <laughs> this rich man's thinking, oh, yeah, I can influence my family from the grave. But Abraham is about to say, no, there's no possible way. Notice what it says in verse 28. I have five brethren that he may testify unto them that they also come to this place of torment, lest they also come to this place of torment. Verse 29, Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. What is he saying? At that time he's saying they have the Old Testament. The Old Testament or the Word of God is pointing to what Jesus came to do. And at this moment in our story, Jesus is speaking on the reality of hell and the reality of heaven. The reality of eternal torments and the reality of eternal comfort. And Abraham is that voice speaking to the rich man in hell saying, Your brethren on earth, they have the Word of God. And they need to hear what God's Word has to say. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. In verse 30, And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Oh, I I really believe that if somebody would do something miraculous, if somebody would rise from the dead like, like Lazarus, yeah, that they would believe, they would come to God, they would repent. You know as well as I do, that even somebody seeing the miraculous isn't enough to convince someone of something. And this passage is teaching us that what somebody simply needs to hear is they need to hear what God's Word has to say and they need to believe what God's Word has to say. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. God says, here's My Word. Do you believe it? And, church, that's why it's so important for us to proclaim it. Amen. People need to hear of the way of everlasting life. People need to know Jesus before it's too late. Right. Maybe you have somebody that you love dearly. Don't quit praying for them, don't quit preaching to them. They need Jesus Christ as their Savior. You can't force them to believe. They must believe what the scriptures say. One day, it'll be too late to believe in Jesus for eternal salvation. Do you know that you are saved? Not because of what you have done, but because of what Jesus Christ has done for you. I wish I could take the time in this hour to speak of all the wonderful things that God has taught us about salvation. It's His righteousness, not ours. It's His blood, not what we can do. We are saved by His grace and His mercy, not by our works of righteousness. Simple faith believing in what Christ came to do for you on the cross. He died there for your sins. He was buried and three days later He arose. And we are so thankful for the forgiveness that we have found in and through Jesus Christ. There's nothing more that you need to do except simply believe on Jesus Christ for eternal salvation. If you're here and the Lord is working on your heart towards your greatest need, don't leave this place without believing Jesus. Dear believers, our salvation is nearer than when we believed. It's time to cast off the works of righteousness Put on the armor of light. It's time to wake up to the great spiritual need that we have. And the need that others have. And right now in this season. Lord revive me. If you're here and you would like to talk with somebody about Jesus. Please don't wait any longer. Come speak with us. Pastor. Someone that you know in this church. If you're online listening. Please reach out to somebody that you know knows Jesus. Reach out to us. We'd love to share the truth of what God's Word has to say about the best decision in this life that you could ever make. Let's take some time to commit what we've heard before the Lord. And maybe as a believer, it's just simply this. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Thank you for the peace that you've given me. Thank you for what lies ahead in eternity. Let's pray together. Our Lord and Heavenly Father, we love you. Thank you for the privilege of hearing from Jesus' words in this passage. Lord, as we consider what he has said, it's very sobering. Causes us to humble ourselves before you. And consider our eternity. Death in hell or death in heaven. I pray that you would continue to work on hearts. We know that some plant and some water, but you give the increase. And if there's somebody here right now who doesn't know you, Lord, I pray that they would push aside the lies and receive the truth. I pray that they'd come to you before it's too late. It's time to believe. In Jesus Christ. We ask this in Jesus name. With our heads bowed.